Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And our first story is food news. And you'll notice I didn't bring anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, but I would have if the food that I'm about to talk about was available now, but it is not yet. Oh. Um, so the story is from delish.com. And they are letting us all know that Dunkin' Donuts is bringing its donut fries nationwide. Have you heard about these? No! Okay. So, previously they were testing them in a few locations in Boston and Providence, which makes sense. Like, Boston and Dunkin' Donuts yeah. go hand in hand. Um, but starting on July 2nd, the snack will be available at participating locations across the country. So, presumably most of them. Um, uh, they're basically mini churros. So, okay. not, not super <laughs> original, but more widely available uh it's five for two dollars and they'll heat them up for you when you order them too um it's i thought it was kind of funny the article also says if you're not eating them right away you could bake them in the oven for five minutes at 350 degrees they gave you instructions in case, <laughs> okay. in case you don't want them hot then i don't know it was, <laughs> <laughs> save, gonna i'm like, gonna save these for go later to Dunkin donuts and just buy these and then go home and cook them like, yeah i don't i don't usually go to dunkin donuts not intending to eat what i get there right after I get right it. so right i don't know maybe some people maybe some people uh buy for the week <laughs> <laughs> it's on their list of places to go when they go grocery shopping every weekend so, so unfortunately they're only available for a limited time what so make sure you get in there Right away, and I'm definitely. I want to try these. I want to try so, these so bad. When will they become available? July second is okay. when they will first start being available. So, mm. um, I think that's ne- next Monday. I think it's Monday the second. Because yeah, well, the Wednesday fourth is, is the a Wednesday. Fourth. Yeah. So it's yeah. Monday. Yeah. yeah, Monday. Okay. Yeah. Date math. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure out what four minus two is. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on knickknack news four minus two, two. it's two um so in addition to the donut fries they're rolling out a brown sugar cold brew coffee which oh, sounds, that sounds, sounds that delicious sounds, that sounds kind of good and i don't Ooh. even drink coffee um a chocolate coconutty donut which is filled with coconut cream and, and topped with chocolate icing and crumbled shortbread cookie pieces so that oh, sounds wow. like a lot and a shark bite donut, which the article didn't describe at all. <laughs> it just said like the they name described of it. the chocolate coconutty donut, which I probably could have guessed like the f- the components of that. But a shark bite donut to me just sounds like a donut with a bite out of it. <laughs> That's exactly what I envisioned when I heard it too. Like, it's like a plain donut. It's just a plain donut with like a with like a with just a. It looks like someone bit out of it. <laughs> Shark bite donut. I don't, it's like, a dollar more than a regular donut. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and if you pay the extra uh, dollar, they'll give you the bit that was bitten out. Yeah. Gross. You get it in a separate bag. Like, yeah, I don't what want is that. the point of that? This is, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is just speculation. But <laughs> Yeah. I don't... What, like, what flavor would that even be? I don't know. Maybe they just paint... Like, they not painted, but like... <laughs> 
but like, la 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 <laughs> it's painted it's like um there's like icing on it and it looks like a shark or something maybe but why maybe it's like maybe it's like, like the, the the middle is the mouth and it's got like teeth sounds like a oh like around yeah. the hole of the donut yeah like it's a, f- f- a face face forward that'd be fun view of a of but a again that's a kind of outside of the normal types of things it would be a lot does, it would be so very like, decorative why? for them yeah i guess that's what i'm getting at but so i don't know hey, it sounds I'm, fun yeah maybe I'll, I'll find out when i go to to try these donut fries because i definitely yeah. definitely 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 i want to. want to try that as well also that cold brew coffee you mentioned sounded really good yeah brown sugar cold brew Ooh, that, sounds, that sounds awesome that sounds neat i love brown sugar i love coffee yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that was food news Woo. okay my first story is technology news and this is reported by TechCrunch. so starting this week HSBC Bank's New York City flagship will be greeted by a friendly humanoid face. The bank's Fifth Avenue location is employing Pepper, the customer service robot that has become (laughs) the face of the company SoftBank's growing robotics wing. Have you seen this robot before? No. Okay, so like the company makes the robot and it can be used for different applications, basically. Uh Um, Okay, so this is a quote. We are offering the approximately... Two million people who live or work within a half mile radius of our flagship branch and the millions more who walk Fifth Avenue daily. Side note, like really millions of people walk Fifth Avenue every day. That seems a little bit. There's two million people within half a mile. According to this guy, this is a side note, but I don't know if that's like I know New York is crowded, but wow. I don't like do millions of people walk on Fifth Avenue every day. I don't know. That seems high, but okay. Side note, but um. (laughs) They're offering them an experience in retail banking like never before, HSBC's Pablo Sanchez said in a press release tied to the announcement. We're focused on developing the branch of the future, and our use of Pepper the Robot will streamline branch operations and delight our customers, allowing bank staff to have deeper, more high-value customer engagements. The robot will be tasked with informing patrons of self-service banking options and answering some basic questions. It will also take selfies. (laughs) The company says (laughs) Pepper is part of a larger vision being rolled out in the coming months that will transform HSBC's branch banking experience. So basically, this is just like a little like robot person Uh that get ready for this. It's holding an iPad, (laughs) which if you were listening to last week's episode, we (laughs) talked about robots (laughs) holding iPads. It's actually happening. Oh, no, this is the real Westworld. It's it's not its face, though. It's like just holding it kind of. And it, it comes up to you and asks, like, can I help you with something? And then you can, like, interact with it, but also ask it verbal questions. Like, okay, like you can be like, can you tell me about your products? And it'll be like, which product do you want to know? And it, like, <laughs> pops up on the screen and, like, and, and supposedly the point of it is to help direct you to the person that, the right person to help you out with what you're trying to do, basically. Yeah, that sounds adorable, though. It's cute. Yeah, it is. It's really cute. I've never, um, yeah, I've never seen it, but I, this sounds sounds adorable and i and i want to ask it all the questions now yeah um and i i um i was looking at some interviews with people on a couple of different news sites about this and on one of them they said that they are planning on in the future having the pepper robots actually have like facial recognition too so they'll like recognize you when you come back which Whoa. i was like all right i don't know i don't know how i feel about that that's one. a little creepy that means <laughs> like, they need to remember your face yeah like they're remembering your fa- like so when you come back to the same branch they're like oh hey welcome back 
last time, like that, like literally, and then you immediately walk out the door because it knows you. Okay, that robot knows me. It's a little creepy. I'm leaving. I'm I'm going to a different branch. (laughs) Um, But that's not what it does right now. Right now, it just kind of you ask it questions, and it's just like at the entrance of the bank, basically. This is how it begins. The robot revolution. We we just talked about this last week. Do you think Pepper robots with iPads? Do you think Pepper has seen Westworld? I hope not. That could give give it some ideas. I know. What if it gets the wrong idea and it takes over the bank and then um, something bad happens? With money, it could could do so many things, too. Oh, man. Yeah. What if it gains control of everyone's accounts? What could happen? I mean... Spare us, Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it is really really cute. I think it'll be That sounds neat. Okay. Next story is animal news. So, this is reported by the Huffington Post. I'm just going uh, to read the headline. Flamingo that escaped Kansas Zoo in 2005 is thriving 700 miles away in Texas. What? <laughs> what? So, members of uh, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department <laughs> spotted an African flamingo flying among seagulls in Lavaca Bay in Texas last week. Uh, aside from a few sightings in South Florida and Puerto Rico, flamingos aren't normally seen in the United States. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that they had stumbled upon a bird known as number 492. Um, it's named because of a tag on it. Uh, oh. And it's a, fam- a flamingo that escaped from Wichita, Kansas's Sedgwick County Zoo in 2005 and has been on the run ever since. <laughs> and this was just re- this was just reported today. <laughs> So, wow, this number 492's flight feathers had not been trimmed by the zoo because staffers had thought they weren't fully grown, but they were actually wrong. (laughs) So what what one night there were really strong storm winds and the flamingo managed to use the winds to escape from the zoo. And this was before this was before they like had managed to do anything but tag it. So they don't know if it's a boy or a girl flamingo. That's why I keep saying it. Or (laughs) number 492. Uh, uh, Since that escape, number 492 has been spotted in Wisconsin, Texas, and Louisiana. So it's really, uh, it's it's flying all over the place. Um, Originally from Tasmania and spent some some time in South Africa, but before being taken to the zoo in 2004 with 39 other flamingos. And the, uh, this flamingo has been seen with a friend a few times, a Yucatan-born Caribbean flamingo with a band reading HG or HDNT. So another escaped... There's another escaped I, 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 flamingo? <laughs> or at least one that's been tagged. Oh. So uh, number 492 is 22 years old. Oh, um, wow. But will likely get to see even more of the country because apparently flamingos can live to be 50, which I didn't realize. Oh my goodness, that's a long time for a bird. Yeah, so it's not even halfway through its lifespan. Oh wow! I mean, who I knows where it could? I, I never next. knew that. I didn't know flamingos live so long. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. I guess they're like closer to parrots, like how parrots can yeah. live can live for a really long time. Wow. Um, and the zoo has never tried to recapture the bird because, uh, quote, it began its life in the wild and is naturally wary of being approached by people, so they're mm. just letting it letting be free. It go. 
and uh, it seems to be doing very well. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> given that it has survived all it's this time. It's traveled really far. Yeah. So. Wow, yeah. that's that's really fun. Now I know. It's like, oh, rare sightings of the flamingo. I know, if like, I lived in that area, I'd be going out trying to find it. Yeah, just like, just, just, just yeah, go bird watching. Too. How often do you get to see a flamingo in the wild in, in the U.S.? Never. Apparently, apparently not so, very often. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really fun. That was animal news. Okay, my next story is health news. And I'm going to warn our listeners that this one, if you're like squeamish about bugs and stuff, Uh I'm just warning you that you might want to skip this story. (laughs) But if you don't care, then it's very fascinating, but also really weird. Okay, so it's from Huffington Post. So the headline is, doctors remove live worm crawling under woman's face. Oh no! I saw I saw this headline and I just went right past it because I. Oh, oh, I read it. I oh, read the story. Oh man, because I was fascinated by this because it's like, how is this possible? Oh, okay, man. a Russian woman. It's funny that they put a pun in here. A Russian woman bugged by a strange lump on her <laughs> face was even more shocked to discover the cause: a live worm. Oh. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, the 32-year-old woman first noticed strange nodules before or below her left eye that later moved uh, above her eye no. and then down to her upper lip. Uh. She told doctors the nodules appeared after she visited a rural area outside Moscow where she was bitten repeatedly by mosquitoes. Uh. Doctors quickly identified the suspect, a long parasitic roundworm uh. called <laughs> Dirophilaria repens, typically spread by mosquitoes and hosted by dogs and other carnivores. Um, they removed the worm from the woman's face using local anesthetic and a pair of forceps. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> they took a worm. She out was of her face. conscious. Yeah, yeah. She was just like, oh, okay. Oh no, 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 no. But but it's all good. I mean, out. she's totally fine. She's totally fine. Um, so, um, it could have been worse, according to Natalia <laughs> Senichnaya, a physician who studies infectious diseases at Rostov State Medical University in Rostov, Russia. She told NPR that. In 20% of these rare cases of these worms, um, the worms can move considerable distances, such as from the upper eyelid to the butt. No. no. Like, it can basically go, like, anywhere in your body. Like, just going in your body. It's so gross. Um, I hate this. And then she said, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's fascinating, but ew. it was like, I've just never heard of this before. I've never heard of this. Keep um, going. But uh. and she said that the worm can live up to two years in a human body if it's not removed. Um, Does it just keep growing? No, I don't think it keeps growing. I think it's just like a certain okay. size. Well, that's something at least. And then it just like goes like around in your body. It's like disgusting. Um, yes. Uh, but they said, luckily it causes, it rarely causes disease in humans. Um, Da, da, da. And then it, um, they interviewed another um, uh, person. Um, a lot of people have fear of contracting worms of various kinds, but um, they think it's important not to scare people because this is still a very rare condition. So this is not something that yeah. is common at uh-huh. all. <laughs> but it just like happens every once in a while. But um, yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, I've just that's never... That's so gross. That's so gross. I had ne- I've never heard of something like that before but yeah she was bitten by mosquitoes and it like mosquitoes can pass on the um it's like a parasite basically and it was like in your skin you know 
Is it like the mummy or something where there's like a bunch of bugs that crawls under somebody's skin or I don't know. I think there's like uh, some movie where that happened. Yeah. There's I, that's probably in multiple like horror movies because it's okay. just really disgusting. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I, I just know yeah, that's like a I, thing. I don't know if I've actually ever seen the mummy, like the whole thing. I've seen like little parts of it. Oh, I know I haven't. I've just <laughs> <laughs> No, there there are bugs in the mummy. There's a part where they're like being chased by bugs or something, but okay. I don't know if it's like in their skin or something weird like that. But well. Yeah, so that that yeah. was I know I'm sorry if anyone thought was too grossed out by that, but I just had never heard of that before, and that was weird, and I learned something new from this. So learning is important. Yes, <laughs> so gross. I seem to have caused Anthony some distress. So I'm sorry. Not distress, just discomfort. Okay, which I guess is distress. Also, <laughs> is that a form of distress? Probably. I don't know what where they uh how the how the terminology falls, but yeah, no, that's right, that's well, fascinating. I'm glad was, she's okay. Yeah, she's totally fine. I hope like there's nothing there like was that no, ever happens to her or anyone yeah, ever again. No, like I, I don't even think she had any really like adverse side effects of, of it at all. Like it just was like she went to the doctor and was like, "This is happening," and they just took it out, and then that's it. So. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. But yeah, I would <laughs> really no. oh, I would have had to be under. I would have been like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> local on this like, no, thank you. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So. I want to forget that this happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Our next story is technology news again. This is reported by Gizmodo. Uh, Facebook is testing a snooze feature that lets you silence topics in your feed. Hmm. So interesting. Um, on Wednesday, Facebook's news feed product manager, Shruti uh, Muralitharan, announced in a post that they're starting to test a snooze feature for keywords. The feature, called Keyword Snooze, so <laughs> not super Creative. original there, uh, it lets users hide posts containing certain keywords or phrases for 30 days at a time. So this is similar to, they have something like this where you can snooze certain people. Um, or pages so you don't see posts from that page for 30 days. Mm-hmm. But this would let you um, specifically like highlight certain text in the post and be like, I don't want to see anything about this for a while. So you can use it to hide like interesting stuff about a show you don't want spoiled or like oh, political okay. opinions and stuff you like that are triggering to you or, or what have you. So, um, huh, interesting. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of weird because it like it doesn't let you proactively mute things. You have to see it first, which kind of feels like it defeats part of the purpose. Maybe yeah, they'll, maybe for that they'll first add that example. Yeah, if you're like for spoilers, not... like oh well. <laughs> yeah, like okay, well here's a <laughs> like you have to hide everything with Westworld. <laughs> you have to look for a Westworld article before you can <laughs> uh, snooze the Westworld. Um, the the spokesperson in the article did sound like that might be something they do later, but. For now, it's just uh, if you see something, you can say something. Hmm. Um, so right now, it's uh, a small set of users in the U.S. and a few other countries that have access to this feature. So oh, okay. you might have it already and not even know it. Um, and they're planning to roll it out to everyone, uh, likely in the fall. Um, I like Gizmodo had a comment on this. Uh, and I'm just going to read uh, directly from the article. Overall, it's a counterintuitive effort from a company that defaults to showing users the most relevant posts first. So, like, the fact that you have to hide the things that it considers the most relevant to you 
<laughs> like the fact that you're seeing it at all first means their means algorithm thought you wanted to see it. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was that was kind of a That's hot a, take from Gizmodo. There. Yeah. Um, no, but that is an interesting perspective, though, because their whole thing is that they're supposed to just know when you want to see things and when you don't want to see things. Yeah. Automatically. And the fact that they need a feature like this shows that they're not super confident in that. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're right. I've seen plenty of things on there that I wouldn't mind not seeing. So. Well, I think part of the their part of their algorithm is to show you things that your friends like too. Yeah. Which, so it could play into that because mm-hmm. they're they're like showing you things that like oh you might like this because your friends like it but or maybe if you've you don't like like the BuzzFeed article before but BuzzFeed posts about all kinds of things so maybe there's stuff mm-hmm. from them you don't want to see yeah so so yeah it makes sense no it sounds like a, it sounds like a nice feature and it's, especially if they do get to the point where you can say like I don't want to see this stuff up front mm-hmm. um be really good for avoiding spoilers yeah. No, that, that actually is a really good use case for that. <laughs> I know I keep I bringing up Westworld, not, yeah, but, I know, but like this one site I uh, follow always would post like a recap episode, a recap article the day after every episode aired. I'm like, no, I didn't get to see it uh, last night. Um, yeah, I just avoid Facebook if I'm trying to avoid a spoiler of something that I know people strategy. are talking about. I just don't go on it. Because... I don't know why I even do anymore, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, this is really in general. If we could just take a step back, why are we even using Facebook anymore? Uh, that said, make sure you're following uh, Knickknack News on Facebook yeah, at facebook.com/slash/knickknacknews. Uh, uh, but maybe snooze everything else and just get uh, yeah. just get our posts. Um, Although we're also on Twitter, so it was also interesting that article linked to another one where this one person tried uh, every time that somebody posted something on Facebook, like literally anything they saw in their feed, they would unfollow it. And they just did it. They they wanted to see, like, what would happen as they had, like, less and less things for Facebook to pull from. And eventually it just showed them nothing because <laughs> they eventually <laughs> unfollowed everything of any interest. It's a really interesting read. Huh. It's a, it's kind of, uh, it has a story-like quality to it. I recommend uh, we'll post the story so you can follow the link. It's, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's a fun that read. That sounds fun. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, keyboards <laughs> or keyword snooze, and that's technology news. <laughs> cool. It rhymes. Woo. Uh, my next story is entertainment news. And I found this on USA Today. Uh, Christina L. Musa, one half of the formerly married couple who stars in HDTV's Flip or Flop, is getting her own series. Get excited! El Musa, who split from her co-star Tarek El Musa in 2016, has signed on for Christina on the Coast, according to a release from the network. That's a good title. I like it. I like. No, I, <laughs> I'm not being. I, I'm not being sarcastic. That's a, that's a good title. Um, and it, it's an eight-episode series, and it's slated to debut early in 2019. And it's going to follow her as she grows her Southern California design business. So she's just going to be okay. like designing people's houses, basically, and updating the interior. In SoCal. So, yep. Um, da-da-da. El Musa will upgrade her clients' outdated homes, as she and Tarek have done for their own flips since her show's premiere in 2013. Um, she will also share moments from her personal life, as well as a new relationship. Oh. Which I don't know anything about. Um, Given her history, I wonder if it's a good idea to bank on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, in the announcement, HGTV also said that Tarek is in discussions to develop a potential new series with HGTV as well. So, oh, oh. <laughs> so both of them now are like developing their own things. So, 
That's I interesting. Know, it's interesting. So I, I like flip or flop a lot. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. Cause okay. I, I don't know if you, do you watch that show? Uh, not flip or flop so much. Okay. Um, I've, I went through a phase where I watched a lot of HGTV, but primarily like love it or love, love it or, or list leave, it or, or love it or list it. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, house hunters and i really 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 like um curb appeal though that's not like airing okay, anymore okay. reruns of that like that's one of my favorite shows i really like the the cast of that one okay so i i really like flip or flop it's probably my favorite yeah. one of that network so i don't know I'm, I'm excited about this because i think that i like her too like i like her okay, design good. stuff like she 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 is really talented at designing like um think i don't know <laughs> flooring and like yeah tiling and all sorts of different elements of designing the inside of your house like i i like her style and stuff like that so well, that's good that they picked her up for something else then because like yeah that can that's always such a bummer when something like a relationship is what ends up ending a show you like i know and supposedly they're still filming new episodes of flipper flap which i didn't realize oh. like this that's what this article alluded to which i thought that they had stopped when they oh, so this isn't like a replacement it's an addition well to? i think probably what they're gonna do is like phase it out and then oh. replace it with these other shows probably with the two of them Makes um, sense. but I, I yeah i don't i don't know all the details i guess but huh. flipper flop is a fun <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> a little awkward um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, she's really talented. So awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. No, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out because it's been a while. But uh, I do love me some HGTV. It's fun. Okay, so that was entertainment news. And that means it's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to describe it this time? I don't know if I could describe it as well as you describe it. It's time for. Breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up random stories that were just posted today or just happened today and we read them to you on the fly. Ready? Set? I I was right. You do it better. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Well, the story that I found, um, Japanese spacecraft Hayabusa 2 has reached its asteroid target. Um, so it says at approximately 9.35 a.m. Japanese Standard Time on June 27th, uh, space, the spacecraft Hayabusa 2 successfully rendezvoused with its target, the diamond-shaped asteroid uh, Ryugu, which is a, <laughs> which is a cool name. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize, but uh, Japan's equivalent of NASA is JAXA, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Ga- Agency. Hmm. So oh, that was kind of cool. Cool. Um, so the spacecraft is approximately 20 kilometers away from Ryugu now um, after launching in uh, December of 2014, which I just want to like, it's crazy that we're able to fire like a, this like tiny satellite at something that's going like that's three and a half years away. <laughs> and like, yeah, and, and, hit and it. actually hit it <laughs> like. That's, you know how much math that takes? Because well, it's and <laughs> it's going to be moving that entire time. You don't know if like what if something else runs into it, then that, like it's going to throw everything off. Like can they? Yeah. I don't even know if they can do anything at that. Like I don't know. It just blows my mind. Um, but they've confirmed 
that uh, the uh, the spacecraft is able to maintain a constant distance from the asteroid, which is important to its mission, and is actually uh, kind of it, the fact that it's a diamond shaped asteroid. And I should show you a picture, and we'll we'll link the article. Whoa, like, it's that like, is it's, diamond it's shaped. Un, it's unnaturally like what? just like this How diamond can it shape, be like that. Um, but because That's it's not bizarre. like a round object, like they have to take into account the fact that it pretty much has corners when they're figuring out how to like make the spacecraft orbit it successfully. Um, So over the next month, it'll close its distance to just five kilometers. Um, It's going to map out the surface of the asteroid and then it'll eventually land on it as early as September or October. And it's, oh, I didn't actually, I missed this the first read. Uh, It's actually going to return to the Earth in 2020 with a sample of the asteroid. So Hmm. it's not only like getting there, but it's coming all the way back too, which that's crazy. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that's so cool. uh, And uh, NASA's apparently also got a uh, a satellite that's heading to the asteroid Bennu in uh, August. Yeah. which oh, is okay. yeah, which is an asteroid I've read about in an article before, but I can't remember what it was about. I think I don't know if it was one of the ones that I'm like nearly hit us, too. or if we just. I think that might have been what it was. It, one that nearly it was, hit us. It was going to be, its its projected path is going to be passing very close to the Earth. Um, oh, so okay, but it's not it's not going to hit us, but it's just coming by really really close. close. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be probably an easier target than uh, this Ryugu. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's space news. I just need some space news in, in, <laughs> into the breaking news segment because I always adore it. And that's, uh, it's just nice. mind blowing that we're able to like do the calculations and it's, the ugh. engineering that's required. It's so cool. I have so much respect for the people that do those calculations. (laughs) Mad respect for JAXA, which is... JAXA. I don't know if this will be a popular opinion or not, but I think it's a a way cooler name than NASA. (laughs) Sorry. I think I agree with you. It does sound cooler. Yeah. It's fine, NASA. I still still love you, NASA. NASA should just rename itself to... NASA. (laughs) I don't know. I think that might be worse than NASA. <laughs> NAXA? <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like knapsack for some reason. I don't know why. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The, the U.S. Space Agency knapsack. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. All right, so... What do you got? I found a story about someone else misusing 911. Oh, <laughs> it's happening again. I hope this is a recurring theme. Um, yeah. Well, I hope and I don't hope at the same time. <laughs> um, so apparently this ha- is happening in Georgia. This, and I found this on time.com. Georgia police have issued an arrest warrant for a man who called police more than 100 times over the past three years for mostly non-emergency issues. Oh, no. WSB TV reported. Oh, apparently this is from a day ago, but uh, Tuesday that 62 year old William Bacchus is charged with abuse of 911. Apparently that's a charge <laughs> that you can have. <laughs> Cobb County Fire Chief Randy Kreider says Bacchus has called to ask them to bring him milk, <laughs> bring him his cell phone, and also to find the TV remote. <laughs> 
Kreider says fire and paramedics have to respond to each of Bacchus's calls, which ties up emergency personnel and resources. An arrest warrant says Cobb County Police and fire departments have warned Bacchus to not call 911 unless it was an actual medical emergency. Uh, WSB says it's been unable to reach Bacchus or his lawyer for comment. <laughs> Probably good for him. Yeah. Um, why did it what's take with them, it with these people? Why did it take them three years to do right? something? Like, wait, it's been <laughs> happening for three years. Come on, this man was clearly abusing. Get, I feel like you would get in trouble after like twice, right? Like two times. Like if you it's do like, that, hey, tw- we warned you the first. Yeah, time. like you do that one time, you get a serious warning about that. You do that a second time. <laughs> <laughs> we warned you the ninety eighth time. You can't do this a hundred. You're out. <laughs> you're. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bizarre. Um, that's that's super crazy. Yeah. Did we last time that we talked about nine one one? Did we give a PSA? Because maybe that's the problem. Is maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't give a PSA. Well, let's give a PSA now. Okay. This is Nick Nack News telling you only use nine one one in case of an actual emergency. People, <laughs> it's not that and, hard. And and it's the type of emergency that the police need to solve. Yes. Not not. Some things you might think are a personal emergency, but they're not a 911 emergency. Right. If it's not know medical. Know the difference. <laughs> if you're just hungry, that's not an emergency. If, uh, if you've lost something that's not a person, that's not an emergency. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the TV if remote, man. If you've lost something that's not a person or your own blood, that's not, yeah, <laughs> that's that's not an Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. It's not an emergency. Just most things that you lose, don't call 911. Right. There's most things. There are some right. things, but just most of them. Yes. Even if it's a person, they don't want to know for a few days. Sad, but 24 hours is really the the policy in a lot of places. Well, Arrested Development told me it was 72 hours, so I don't know. Oh, I thought it was 24. I don't actually know, I guess. I don't know. It's a TV show, so they're probably right. Probably. I'll believe you. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know. That is not part of our PSA. We do not know. No, it's not. We We, we don't. That was speculation. We do know for sure. Do not call in a non-emergency situation yes if your pizza's late it's not an emergency that's not an emergency it's not an emergency people (sighs) okay (laughs) well that's our show thanks for listening and uh as always the links to this week's stories will be posted in the episode description uh make sure to subscribe and uh while you're subscribing think about uh leaving a review maybe give us a a nice five-star rating we would love it. Um, and you can you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Stitcher. Um, I think we're now on iHeartRadio, which is a new one. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at News and on Facebook, as we mentioned earlier, which you should absolutely, you should still use, at least for that. At, we, uh, we still use Facebook. Yeah, on us. Uh, so so uh, Facebook.com slash News. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.